Oh, Lordy, thank God for Golden, the perfect return to form for our Kylie. The Golden era is now officially over following the last concert date at a winery in Queensland. Winery's a brand new era for Kylie in itself. I've never seen Kylie so emotional at the end of a show, not even at homecoming, homecoming number one where I was at. She has truly loved the Golden Era, and guess what? So the hell have her fans. To watch our Kylie relaxed, happy, at her very best, and wow, those Golden shows were so amazing, despite the lack of the big, huge staging that we've become a little bit accustomed to. This really has been a treat for fans. Five singles, people. Count them. Five singles. Or six in Australia, if you count Sincerely Yours, which... I'm a little bit sus on, by the way. We'll talk about that later. And hey, Kylie, is it too soon? Listen in, Kylie, if you are uh, indeed listening to this. It's time, my dear girl, for the massive disco album that you've never actually (laughs) made yet. The authentic 70s stomper. No, no, no. Don't tell me that Light Years was a disco. No, no, Kylie, listen, listen. I want that authentic 70s stomper, all original, produced with that rich vinyl sound. It's time, Kylie. It's time. But I am getting ahead of myself. We are here to retro review Golden, the album tonight. I'm joined by my Canadian friend, Kylie fan, Aiden. G'day, Aiden. Hello. <laughs> I bet you're excited by the Canadian chart positions because they really weren't too bad at all. But tragedy, you were finally booked in. A huge overseas trip planned to see Kylie live for the first time in your life. Tell us what happened next. They say things come in threes, and they really did that week. But long story short, yeah, I got to Dublin and day of the concert, and she had to postpone because she was ill. Tragedy. And sore throat was it or was, something. Yeah. I was so I came out of the airport and then got to my hotel, and a couple hours later she arrived. And. I, I, it was, it was, I remember it was mentioned in the chat as well that kind of she didn't look well mm. and mm. she looked like she was a little bit under the weather when she was coming out of the airport. So, yeah, the fans mm, spotted I, it before she even announced it. But hang on, she rescheduled those shows. Didn't you get to go to the rescheduled shows? I didn't. I was really ill. And I was, I was going to go, the trip was planned, and I had to cancel it. I cancelled in the end. Oh, no. <laughs> that's I know. a really I was, And story. I mean, like I, was, like, I was really ill at the time. First time Kylie podcaster, Christian from Malaysia. Welcome, Christian. Hi, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very oh, excited to talk about this album. It's so exciting to have you here. Hey, by the way, Christian, slightly unrelated note. <laughs> Bumblebee mm-hmm. Man from The Simpsons. I don't know if you're a Simpsons fan. He has a great line in one of the early episodes. Uh-huh. He reads the news for Kent Brockman, this crazy character, and all of a sudden he, he has beautiful diction and he pronounces Kuala Lumpur just like that. Oh. <laughs> how, do you, how do you actually say it? Um, for me, I just say it Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, because that's where you are, right? Yeah, I'm currently in Kuala Lumpur. Beautiful. In Australia, we, here, yeah. we, we tend to call it Kuala Lumpur. It's not right, Kuala but Lumpur. somehow it works. There you go. Welcome. Mm-hmm. It's great to have you on board, Christian. 
very happy to talk about this album. Yay, let's talk about all things golden. Uh, tell me, who was just a tad worried when they discovered that this was going to be a country album? Cast your mind back before you heard the product. Mm. Who was a tad worried? Country? Kylie? What? <laughs> the first full project I've heard of Kylie's was actually Kiss Me Once. And um, I w- it didn't leave me with... Um, a great impression Ooh. of Kylie's body of work. It's not the best. I love the title track. Yeah, I love the title track. I still love the title track. It's still one of my top favorite Kylie Minogue songs. But um, actually, the first time I discovered that the album and the whole theme of this era was going to be a bit more country was the first time I saw the dancing poster with her uh, uh, with her outfit. Yes, yes. That gave it away. Yeah. So, so you weren't worried really because you me. weren't a, a yeah. huge long-term fan. So that's interesting. No. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good yeah. perspective. Yeah. You were a kiss me once. I am now. Point. You I are now. now. Oh yes, no, and we we accept yeah. you, and we do not judge you for <laughs> coming so late to the party. Not at all. Yeah. Aiden, what about you? At first, when the first kind of news reports started coming out that she had been to Nashville. Oh, wasn't and, that scary? Um, I was terrified. Not the, Nashville. <laughs> the, and then the speculation that it was going to be a country album. I was like, <gasps> I'm like, what has she done? Like, mm-hmm. I just, is, I was, you I know, thought, my mind was going all over the place. Because I knew I she didn't... liked Dolly Parton. So I thought she's just mm-hmm. trying. Like, And plus, don't forget, it's easy now for people to go, oh, what were you worried about? But we didn't hear it was going to be a country-influenced album. We were told Kylie is releasing a country album. No, and the the more I go back to it, because, I mean, I go back to it weekly and listen through, if not the whole... I mean, I, I mean I've been giving it regular listens all the way through, probably at least once a month still, and, um, and shuffling the other tracks all the time. And the more I listen to it, I'm like, the more... I'm like, you know what, this isn't... It's definitely got elements of country in it, but I'm like this. Mm-hmm. The, it's a it's a pop album, uh, and it's got the perfect pieces that make it. But what make pop pop is you can mix in other things as well. Mm. So it, it, she really made it work for her in the end, and really, yeah. we didn't have anything to worry about all along. <laughs> it's still a Kylie album. It still has the DNA. It still has. Yeah. The, Heartbreak on the dance floor, which I like to call Kylie's music. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I think it's a fun album. It's a very personal album. And um, it was very cathartic for me. To, it, it was simultaneously released in a time where I went through a lot of heartbreak. So I found this album very healing. Wow. Um, you you very personally enlightening. found it healing for yourself. To yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's very, great. very, very healing. Um, and um, listening it, listening to the project today before coming on here. Um, it brought back a lot of memories and Kylie's literally been through uh, this journey with me and I cannot be thankful for this project. It's so be thankful fantastic project, yeah. to hear that you it resonated with you on a personal level because the reason, yeah. the reason that I'm proud of that <laughs> as a Kylie fan is because this was the first time since Impossible Princess that she... She's written every track. Yeah, every track. And, and when yeah. I listened to it, even Impossible Princess, I, I found that wonderful songwriting but very cryptic. I, I, yeah. I, I was sort of, and you were meant to with Impossible, the intention was there. You're meant to sort of sift mm-hmm. through it and try to work out, what does she mean? Because William Baker himself said, if you listen to Impossible Princess and read the lyrics, you will understand who Kylie is. So it was a bit of a riddle. Kylie is. This one was yeah, more literal, yeah. though. Uh, the lyrics that she wrote here, 
were more personal to me because they were less cryptic. And you mm-hmm. could hear that, like you say, heartbreak on the dance floor. I, I just yeah. loved the lyrics. of. Uh, there were some daft lyrics on here, let's face it. I think all songwriters mm-hmm. yeah. write a few daft lyrics, but for the most part, these were wonderful lyrics. Some of the songs are so bright, yet the, the lyrics are actually quite um, dark in places. Yeah, heartbreak on the dance floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before we break this epic album down track by track, Aiden, do you mind just kicking us off with a bit of a rundown about some of the formats that this was released in? Because it's been a while since we've got such a treasure trove of different formats for an album as well. So, well, I'll, I'll list them here. So we got the standard CD, and then we got the deluxe, which is uh, the media book with the um, really nice, really well done with the yeah. really nice glossy pictures, and then the super deluxe as well which is the same, which has the CD and the LP. Um, three versions of the LP. So we've got black, clear, and then a picture disc. Um, How good is the clear well one, the, too? I love the clear one. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm quite partial me to the too. clear vinyl. I really like it. Mm-hmm. I, I like clear vinyl. It's like, how did they do that? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See-through. Um and then as well in terms of LPs, there was at the very beginning when things went up for pre-order, they did a 50 pressing um, test pressing, which was signed, which was just white label, which went immediately sold out in literally seconds. Um, other than that, we've also got the Japanese CD, which has two rem- remixes of dancing on it. And then we come to the cassettes. <laughs> yes, cassettes, the return have. of the... I am right that this is the first time she had an album on a cassette probably since, I don't know, yeah. what, light, off fever maybe, am I right? Or um, I think it might be light years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there was a cassette of light years. Um, but yeah. no, I'm pretty sure fever was on cassette too. Um, but nonetheless, it's been a long time since we've got a cassette. And this was a special glittery yeah. one, wasn't it? I don't have a copy, unfortunately, but from what I could see, because mm-hmm. I loved that YouTube video where she popped it into the um, the old-fashioned Walkman. <laughs> yeah. Walkman, right? Oh, that brought back yeah. some memories. <laughs> I would like to listen to it on a Walkman, actually. So, yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she so they got the standard and then the signed version, um, the tour edition, and the Christmas edition as well. Now, that tour so, and Christmas edition fascinate me because I'm sure they were ones that had some extra tracks or something or that you could download or go online or something like that. The um, the tour edition had access to a live version of New York City, um, which she did in New York um, when she did a Kylie, she did the Kylie Presents And Golden it's a really nice show. sound quality because that's such a good song. I'm still annoyed that we can't get the studio version, yeah. but that is still a really nice audio quality. Awesome. So we, we, were, we were spoiled, weren't we, with, with the number yeah. of formats. And I think this is not only about like a treasure trove for the fans. It was just bloody clever marketing for, for Golden. Mm-hmm. Like the, the whole marketing campaign behind Golden... I think was pretty flawless. We often talk about this in the other podcasts with different albums, how she maybe didn't uh, promote certain parts of the album well enough yeah. or in certain territories. Here, she she went to the States. She did good stuff over there. She was on all the shows in Britain. She tried to come... She was on most Australian shows via satellite. She tried to come here. She got sick mm-hmm. there too, actually, Aiden, And yeah. she had to cancel one show down here. Or maybe... I don't think it was a show, actually, but some appearance. 
So yeah, but she was this this album was executed really well, which I think yeah. we have to give some credit to the new record uh, label. Mm-hmm. Is it BMG? If I can chime in, um, actually, there was no physical release of Golden anywhere in Malaysia, an oh. official release. Really? Uh, yeah, n- nothing, uh, no vinyl, even like the standard CD, nothing. And this was the first Kylie release that didn't see a physical format distribution. I remember walking up um, to our local store, uh, a very famous store, music store, and I went in and asked for Golden. And they said that a lot of, like, it was in demand. There were a lot of fans placing orders, but the record company just didn't distribute it to Malaysia. Oh, I had to fly to the UK. You flew yeah. to the UK to buy Golden? Yeah. I went on a family vacation, but my main goal, obviously, was to get Golden. That is a, a yeah. round of applause. That is an effort. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, star of the day to you, Christian. <laughs> this is, like, I think, her first album, which didn't have regional kind of versions, like, lo- or, quote, local versions. Mm-hmm. It was the issued did, though, as right? the, de- the, the deluxe was specifically UK and Europe. So the the so for example the version I bought here when it came out was actually imported from Europe. It was yeah weird and uh, um one place did get their own version and that was Brazil. Oh. Brazil got their own um BMG or uh, I think it, actually it was Warner um uh down in Latin America Brazil got their own labeled version so if you look at it it actually says warner music brazil on it or something but otherwise yeah really weird they just imported copies from very centralized uh, this time yeah europe yeah yeah wow and i think australia as well liberator mushroom as well i think they issued the Mm -hmm. standard um as well but not the deluxe deluxe no they they did have the deluxe yeah no we got the deluxe yeah they did have the deluxe Let's break this album down, track by track. I think it deserves it. Dancing, the lead single. What do we think of this? This was, for me, when I first heard Dancing, just like when I hear any Kylie song for the first time, and and it's a short song, or it seems like a short song. It doesn't have a bridge, for example. And I listened to it, and then it went silent, and I went, hmm, hmm. Okay, hmm, <laughs> I was not quite sure what to make of it. That's me every time, though, when I listen to a new Kylie song. After a few listens, though, what struck me more strongly than anything else was what an earworm this was. It took, like, two or three listens before yeah. that that chorus was just in your head. So I can really yeah. understand why they chose this as a lead single. Christian, what did you make of dancing when you first heard it? Um, it didn't hit me initially, um, but what did the, the lyrics hit me uh, when she talks about, mm. you know, if it was your last day on earth, like, what would you do? Mm. You know, kind of like, yeah, but right now, listening to it back, I think it's an iconic Kylie song. Um, incredible from beginning to end. Everything about it right now to me is flawless. Uh, even my mom loves it and she very rarely likes contemporary music, so. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and Aiden, yeah. what did you make? Like they were, they promoted this. I don't know if they they meaning Kylie's team or if it was the media, but they were saying this was Kylie's death song. I thought. Well, actually, I'll say um, initially 
like with any new music it always takes me a few listens to really kind of let it sink in and form an opinion on it so after the first few listens and i mean because it initially it leaked i think a week before it was released right Mm -hmm. so i had already listened to it and then when it was released i remember i'd I'd played it over and over and over and over again (laughs) i'm like holy crap like this is a really good song and a really solid lead um single and as well kind of that letting it sink in that this song isn't actually about dancing it's about her dying like, like <laughs> she's saying, like, you know, if I'm gonna die, then oh, well, I want to go out dancing, and I'm like, whoa, like, you know, if you if you're just listening to it once, or you're just a casual person, you might think, ah, eh, yeah, it's just a song about it's dancing, but song. no, you listen to it, and you know who Kylie is and what she was going for. It's like, oh my god, she's talking about dying, which is very bold yeah. for Kylie because you know, as a as a Kylie fan. Yeah, we love her music, but there is that little accusation over the years that you know, at what age is she going to stop about stop singing about you know meeting a, a hot filler on a dance floor? When's she going to stop? So <laughs> I really, I really appreciated the attempt at you know looking at a more universal theme like like death or or it wasn't actually about death; it was more about people's perspective on life that's the way i took it i know there's the reference to death in the song but the way i looked at it is like live every moment like a lot of songs going right back to the pwl era this was actually about take each day as it comes and make the most of every day it's the same sentiment as enjoy yourself or things can only get better and so really but in a much more mature um writing style really so it was a great choice of lead single but i've got to say the video um I loved up until the, the the last third. I thought the last third sort of uh, didn't really get it. It was a bit dark and the ghouls or whatever they were meant to be didn't, <laughs> didn't quite represent, I think, what they were trying to go for. But what did we, the, the video that accompanied it was, it, was it fitting, guys? Or, you know, was it everything you wanted it to be? I loved it. Um, I thought it was from start to finish. It didn't seem cheesy. Uh, which I was very afraid of. Her dancing skills are, I mean, incredible for somebody to be able to do that. Um, I did, I actually like the ending bit of it. Uh, I like the darker edge of it. Okay. Um, to me, it reflected a little bit more of the lyrics. Um, so that's my take on it. I, I, I didn't find a problem with it at all. This I I really like this video and it's I think it's easily one of her best videos she's done in the past um, decade, and she looks amazing. Like yeah. throughout the whole video, she really she looks so happy and she just looks yes. so. Yeah. I mean, she she always does, but it just like looking at it, it just feels like she's so into it, and she was so happy. Like this is really her. It was, I mean, it's her album, but it's like, this is her video. This is really what she yeah. wanted to do. Absolutely. And that leads yeah. us to single number two, Stop Me From Falling. Now, I don't know if other fans feel as excited about this song and particularly this video as I do. I actually think the video for this was finally the type of video I've been waiting for Kylie from since probably body language or possibly X to a lesser degree, but like those really 
big epic like only a Minogue or a Madonna could make a video like that. I thought "Stop Me From Falling" was just brilliant. This, the song, and and what I loved when I first heard it before the video, it was those first mm-hmm. few strings. I thought, oh my god, that's yeah. that's dancing. And then, oh no, it's not <laughs> dancing. And I thought, and because we hadn't heard the album at that stage, I thought, ah, oh, there's a clue that this album's going to be cohesive. It's going to stick to what it intends to do. Uh, because he could already, in fact, I started to wonder if they were going to start merging the tracks because Kylie's never done that yet. <laughs> I'm waiting for the album where the tracks merge into each other. So I thought maybe that was coming, but it didn't. But yeah, I just, I love the continuity. It felt like the perfect sister to dancing to me. Um, but I actually thought it took it up a notch. I thought it was a much better song than dancing, even though I did love dancing. Um, but when they first released that first video clip, which was like that, I know it wasn't William Baker, but William Baker-esque behind-the-scenes garbage. I wish she wouldn't do that. Kylie, if you listen, stop <laughs> stop it with those bloody behind-the-scenes videos that some amateur seems to edit. But when the full video came out, that was the stuff. That was something you could show your family and go, hey, look, there's a new song. Do you want to watch it? Because it's a very engaging video. Kids love it. Mm-hmm. I have young kids and teenage kids. They all love it. Um, I've shown it to a range of people. And, yeah, it's just one of those videos where you could watch a couple of times and pick up something new each time. I am a huge super fan of Stop Me From Falling. And I love the the beginning where there was a little bit of a story. Like so much of Golden, there was a narrative to this. Yeah. Um, and the video yeah. didn't let us down with that. Because sometimes she has a narrative in a story, in, in a song, mm-hmm. but doesn't follow it through in the video. Hello, yeah, get sure. out of my way, for example. God, what was that about? But here, she took the story and she wove it into the video and she danced because I've been waiting for her to dance for 10 years Like, because she can dance. I heard you say it before, Christian, too. And as a new fan, I'm so glad you said it because a lot of people don't realise that she's a freaking good dancer. But apparently she got a sore back, so she she doesn't dance as much as she used to. She's also 50, let's face it. She's golden. But in this video, I just (laughs) thought, you haven't lost anything, my lady. You're just brilliant. So there's my gush about Stop Me From Falling. But I didn't hear other people gushing as much as me because I was just, like, floored when I saw that video. Floored. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, and then the remix, too. And I thought, that is clever. The because, remix, yeah. Because that, that, that was the Latin feeling or the South American yeah. audience. And, and I actually thought that version was even better than the original. For me, personally, Stop Me From Falling hit me... Uh, immediately, dancing took a few listens. Stop me from stop me from falling was an immediate uh, catch for me. Good. I was living the lyrics at that time. I was living the lyrics at that time, and really? I found myself. Um, I don't know. It, it felt like she purposely released it for me <laughs> at that time. <laughs> That's um, now. That yeah. Good. Now looking back, it brings back a lot of uh, bittersweet memories, and. I, I, I love it. And even, like you said, the video, how stunning did she look in that red dress? Oh, yes. I mean, yep. come on. like It was a great I, look, I don't wasn't think, it? Yeah, I don't think there's a superstar today that could that could carry herself with this much class, but still be marketable, uh, you know, so. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Classy, mm-hmm. dignified, but still yeah. engaging, still fun not slutty at all like it was just it was everything you no. wanted to be and like i say and then in that and even the location they used like it was it was a stunning yes. location that alley or whatever that street with the overheading the overhead um units and all that it was it's was so clever whoever whoever helped her with that they all deserve big credit aiden are you yeah. are you a gusher about stop me from falling or or a christian and i being a bit over the top 
No, I I really like it too, and I actually I recall when it um, when the song debut um, it was about a year ago I think because I remember it being I think beginning of March and it was around this time in the morning I think I stayed up to um, <laughs> to listen to it on um, I think it was Radio Two that that's right day it mm. debuted it and um, right away I really liked it I actually I I liked it more than dancing as well mm. and as for the uh, remix video. I completely agree. It's the kind of video we've been waiting for. Um, mm-hmm. The big, you know, a little bit, um, it, over, you know, over the top, but in a good way. Um, yeah. She's got all those, she, again, looks amazing as usual. Got the story within it. Um, it's entertaining. It's not just, it, it, it didn't feel like a video for the sake of making a video. It yes. felt like it had a purpose to it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I was so Kylie fans often pretend that they don't care about sales figures anymore, chart positions anymore, YouTube figures anymore. They bloody well do. All you people out there who post things online saying, "Oh, we don't care. We just wanted to release good music." Liars, liars. You all care. And I was a bit disappointed with um uh the figures for Stop Me From Falling in terms of not the charts <laughs> um because I'm actually not quite across what those were i'm talking about the the viewing figures for that video because when i first saw it because i i remember the viewing figures were only about 400 so i must have been one of the first people to actually watch it but i i actually said to my my kids i said this one this video is going to go like the miley cyrus millions like and it still did really well don't get me wrong but it was nowhere <laughs> in the stratosphere of you know your Bruno Mars's and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I wish more people saw it because I feel like if someone watched it, they might just watch it again because you take one watch and it's very catchy, very catchy. Yeah. Let's move on to Golden, the title track, Tri- track three on the album, Golden. I I love it. It's got that apparently, I didn't know, but from there's a movie, what is it, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly or something? There's a Western, so that first yodeling sort of dangerous sort of sound is apparently from a western a sample yeah very close to a sample i absolutely love that <laughs> yeah yeah well i loved the sound i, I didn't know where it was it from. so well yeah yeah it certainly it certainly um, draws you in right from the beginning of the track but th- but this track is it's just good this is a great song and very uh, the lyrics i mean what can you say it says everything about a woman who is only owning her age which is you know the antithesis of uh, not to make the comparison. Well, I am making a comparison, I guess. But with Madonna, she's she's very defensive when she's asked about age in interviews. Yeah, she's very defensive. She's like, "I'll do what I want," and da 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 da. Kylie, I reckon, has actually she does watch Madonna, and I reckon with this one, she's come in and went, "You know what? I'm going to be asked about my age. I'm just going to own it." And I says, I think that says a lot about her family and her parents. Like she's watched her mother and grandmother age with dignity and grace. I think she has really done that beautifully. And this song, the lyrics, including the video too, all captures um, yeah. just how well she's... And, and for me, who's quite a few years behind Kylie, but she's always taught me how to behave at certain age points in my life. I followed her right from when I was <laughs> seven, eight, something like that. And I've always watched her like negotiate certain periods of her teenage years, her 20s, her 30s. I've watched that, and I actually take little leafs from her. So it was really empowering for me as a fan to watch how she dealt with 50. She didn't deny it. She didn't become defensive. She didn't pretend it didn't exist. She fucking owned it. Mm-hmm. How good is that? Yes. How many pop stars? Have you ever... Do you know anyone else who's owned it? 
I don't. Jane Fonda maybe, but she's not a pop no. star. Amazing no. stuff. And she was so confident in owning it, you know, and you could see that she was proud. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, just incredible. Um, to me, the song is not my favorite on the album. It's one of the most simpler tracks, personally. Yep. I do love, I do love the video. I think it's, again, stunning. Uh, but the song didn't hit me as hard as some of the later tracks on the album, personally. I agree with that. The, my favorite part of the song is actually if you call it a bridge where she says we're not young and we're young, not old. Yeah. That that yeah. like it's almost poetry within the middle of the song. It's mm-hmm. it's really lovely. Yeah. And, and she wrote those lyrics. In fact, I think she said she had only those lyrics ready for this song. Mm-hmm. Oh no, actually yeah. for this album and she wanted to put them somewhere yeah. and it fit right there. Yeah. Aiden, what did you yeah. make of of this track? I think just going off of the lyrics um she's talked about that so many times throughout the campaign and she's obviously really really proud of of the song in in particular and the way she molded i i i really like the song this is definitely one of my one of my favorite title tracks she's ever done um out of mm-hmm. all of them it's is really it the first time she's of, released a title track too I it is, it yeah, be. as a yeah, as a single. Mm. I, I I had a feel I had a feeling that this would it would be time for her to release it. It's strange how the little things it. amuse the Kylie community, isn't it? <laughs> like <laughs> I've been dying for her to release a title track for some reason. Yeah. Some of her albums don't even aren't even named after a track. Like Enjoy Yourself. Yeah. She wanted, um, you know, she doesn't she actually wanted... use the words enjoy yourself in that song, but Yeah, well in with Enjoy Yourself, I think that's the, if I'm recalling correctly, the only title track that was ever up for consideration as a as a single. I don't think there was any others that I can recall that were that were up. It's a great track. Now the the video, really briefly, uh, I have mixed feelings about the video because I love the 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 courage of the video, um, but mm-hmm. again, and I think all Kylie fans listening. The hardcore ones will know what I mean by it felt a bit William Baker-esque. Um, just a little bit. It certainly wasn't high budget, put it that way. But those shots yeah. of her, uh, the media picked up on this as she's makeup-free thing. They often say that about Kylie. Kylie is never makeup-free, my friends. <laughs> believe me, even though that was stripped-back makeup, I get it. But there was a lot of effort went into creating that stripped-back, in inverted commas, look. Um, and you're, you've got a bit to do with fashion, Christian, so you can probably comment on that. But yeah, look, in terms of the yeah. video, I I loved it. Um, but I, after Stop Me From Falling, I think I was just gushing so much about that, as people now know. I was hoping for something like... Um, and because of, the, because of the drama in the song of Golden, I thought maybe the video might capture some of that drama. There's a danger, especially mm-hmm. around the beginning. Um, yeah. And yeah. it just didn't translate into the video for me. I, this video was filmed off of the back of "Stop Me From Falling," I think, and it was kind of done yeah. in onto just as a kind of fun kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. It, it doesn't live up to, I guess, what I would imagine as a really, you know, grandiose representation of the song in a video. No. Um, I remember actually, I, I came home from a really stressful day of work. I worked late and I came home, I had dinner and I was sitting there and w- w- there's this entertainment show we have 
and they freaking I I was like I was so happy they did this and they mentioned Kylie and they gave her a shout out for her 50th and they ended the show with showing the golden video wow in and Canada. I was like <gasps> and uh, like let me tell you like seeing Kylie on TV here is pretty rare yes so to have a yeah. moment like that I was like Holy shit. Proud Aiden. <laughs> proud Aiden. Did you get up and clap? <laughs> I, I turned around and I was just like, this just made this whole day worth it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, like, I couldn't believe they did it. Like they, they mentioned she hadn't, she actually, it wasn't shown on air, but she did an interview with them as well. Um, as a little bit of Canadian, uh, promotion and that was posted online but yeah they gave her um they talked about her they of course they mentioned the locomotion which was a huge hit here as well back in the 80s and then yeah they played the golden video i'm like yes oh Uh, aiden she cheered you up she is a musical mood stabilizer isn't she let's move on to (laughs) track four a lifetime to repair I like this song. It's it's really cool. I, I the only disappointment I have with this is that the the sort of meatier version that they eventually released um, oh, yes. doesn't during the chorus. Yeah, I, I I like it though. I like the the meat, and then they have a bit more fiddle. I think uh, somewhere. Yeah, and they didn't use that version as far as I can remember in the Golden Tour. I just liked it. It was it had a bit more meat to it, a bit more of bass or something like that. And I liked that version, but you don't get to hear it very often. So the verses chew me off a little bit. I found it a little bit too country for my taste. Ah. Um, yeah, but the chorus, oh, oh my God. Like, mm. how can you not move? Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, danceable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and now looking back, it's a highlight of the whole project. Um, the lyrics, uh, I finally came around to some of the her, her pronunciations during uh, the verses, but... Uh, Pronunciations love, of certain words. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Can yes, you give an example words. of that? I'm trying to think of... Um, I think when she mentions... Uh, when she's fallen off the wagon. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so that was a bit too much for me in the beginning. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially it, uh, coming from a, 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 a very pop background. Yes. All the lovers do. You know, so it threw me up a little bit, but um, the, the chorus is just, I mean, it's foot stomping. Now I love it. I love it. I think it's an iconic track from the album. Aiden, what do you make of this one? This is, this is my favorite from the album. Um, and I completely agree with the string a little bit too much into the country. This song, I, I like it because of, the subject matter of the song but yeah i actually really like the, the it's almost like she she's purpose she's doing it on purpose she's playing it up on purpose to make the song you know a little bit like a like i can picture it in my mind if she actually did a, a proper video for it kind of it really being comical and kind of funny uh. because if you if if you listen to the lyrics you know they're a little bit you know, it's one of those songs that's really happy sounding, but, you know, she's talking about if I get my heart broken again, you know, I'll, I'll need a lifetime to repair. And she's talking yeah. about, you know, coming off of, I guess, the relationship that she had, you know, and being really hurt. 
but I think mm-hmm. I feel like she did that on purpose that she perfectly like with this one she really kind of drove it home and, and made it a little bit um funny but it's 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 my absolute favorite from the album no doubt wow big kudos to this song then by the sound of it I I, I love it what did you both make of a lyric video it's cute <laughs> I really, and I mean, we got a video for everything else. I really wish she'd polished it off and given this one a proper video as well. Yeah, this could have been the true in the barnyard type of video, couldn't it? This one, yeah. <laughs> it could, have, could that, have. That's the actually, that's the other thing I wanted to say with a lifetime to repair. I just, I just want to square dance like shamelessly. Yes, yes, I've never wanted like, to square dance I... in my life, but I can, I can picture me doing it to that. <laughs> Like I, ju- I just want to do it, and uh, like just shamelessly, it's on. It's like I don't even, I don't even care. Well, you know it's what, like... Aiden, if you, if you get to Australia, and and Christian, you too, uh, we probably need yeah. another person because square dancing probably needs four. I'm imagining. Uh, <laughs> we'll all do it together, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds <Deal>. good. <laughs> to this yeah. song, to this song. Yeah, my kids love the lyric video. It, it's got uh, cute's the absolute best word for it, and it's so Kylie. Kylie, you can tell Kylie would have watched it, and she would have loved. That's because she likes cute things like that. Uh, track five on the album is "Sincerely Yours." This is the the famous song that is uh, was written and and confirmed by her absolutely the love note to her fans. Um, fantastic words in this song because they really do. As someone who's been around for this long with her, they meant a lot. But I want to know if anyone listening or you two mm-hmm. felt a hint of, um, hello, what, what's she trying to say? Because when, when she talks about going away, but it, it was scary to me. I'm thinking, is this her coded message? Is this her last album for a while? Is she about to take a whole heap of time off? By the way, I'll also just mention that allegedly I'm the one here out of the three of us who's in Australia. This was allegedly a single in Australia. Um, yes, it and, was. <laughs> but, you know, hello, I'm here and I didn't see no single. I didn't see no video, <laughs> no lyric video, no physical format, no digital release. I don't, I don't know. What, how, how, was this, how does this qualify as a single in Australia? No, and she didn't even perform it on tour, right? No. So, I was yeah, really, so. I thought that would have been lovely too. I'm really baffled yeah. by that. Don't get me wrong, the Golden Tour I will speak no ill of. But I was baffled that her love note to the fans was not, song that was bizarre mm-hmm. i think um I, re- I remember well um well what's the liberator mushroom issuing like a statement that it was for the tour you and know that she's was the release aiden thank you for that 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 was the release yeah. as far as i could see the statement that it was a single was the only yeah. thing that was released <laughs> it was given like it was a statement of release that kylie's going to be touring australia her new australian single is sincerely yours or something like that yeah, yeah. um and that's and happened well, before it, because, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but like when, when we had light years, there was your disco needs you. And yes, we did get something in our shops or something that we could get our hands on. But all those times, there was evidence of that single. There was no bloody evidence of Sincerely Yours being released in Australia, yeah. unless someone listening is now angrily typing a response to this podcast. But I certainly <laughs> saw nothing. <laughs> They kind of just said that it was a single and that was it. Yes. And, but nothing else happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, it's one of the more fuller pop tracks on the album. Um, and um, I, again, I took it on, on a more personal level because uh, at that time, the person that I that 
it caused me heartbreak was fluent in French. So when she inserted that kind of like um, au revoir, it felt like a personal touch to wow. me. Wow. Um, yeah. So again, another standout on the album. Hey, um, and Christian, by the way, as, as an uncouth, uneducated, bogan Australian, uh, it took me yeah. so long to work out what she was saying there. This isn't... I was like, what's she saying? This isn't... Oh, <laughs> once it's I... Once or, I'm, au revoir. Au revoir. Yes, yes. If I'm saying it correctly, it, it, it's, um, it, it's French for goodbye until we meet again. I knew au revoir. I, actually, I looked up the definition because I knew it you know, was a way of saying goodbye. But the way I kind of look at this song is because au revoir, and like you, like you said... Um, Christian is you know goodbye goodbye until we meet again and I kind of look at the song as a way of you know it's kind of retroactive I think because you know she kind of went away for a little while made the album and I kind of look at it as a way of saying you know even when I'm not around and you know you're not seeing me I'm still there and we'll meet again so I don't think I definitely don't think it's a goodbye in any um kind of realm you know it sounded like she was dying Hayden Maybe maybe there's something wrong with my brain. That sounded like she was dying or been diagnosed with something. Because I was picturing the like the meet again business being a bit spiritual, I suppose. Like we'll meet again in another you know, so yeah. many songs are like we'll meet again in heaven, like Janet Jackson has Together oh Again God. and there's that big song I know we'll meet again Mariah Carey's one. I thought it was yeah. along those lines, we'll meet again, but yes, and because of because of the scare that we've all been through as fans, that just yeah, gave me a bit of a heart leap for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it it fits in with the with the same kind of theme and it you know, it has kind of an ambiguous meaning, so I can see why people were concerned, myself included. Yeah. Um I wanted to say mm-hmm. as well, just briefly as a little note regarding the tour, I I I just think that love at first freaking sight Oh. was hogging <laughs> sincerely yours place in the set list good on you yes that would have been exactly where Love it would have fit because it was the first to encore too wasn't it it would have been the right place to do it just before dancing yeah. which is where love at first sight was i think by the way this yeah. was written uh, sort of by or co-written by amy wadge apparently uh, ed sheeran's uh, one of his favorite writers wow. played a part in yes. writing this song which is very interesting to me uh track six is one last kiss Not my favorite. It didn't stand out to me in the first listen. It doesn't stand out to me right now. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't skip it, but uh, the production just didn't hit me. Yeah. As some of the other tracks, uh, lyrically, I think it's beautiful. Yep. Uh, but production-wise, it's a bit muted for me. I have literally, and I, when I mean literally, I I actually mean that in the truest sense. Like in the last week. It has grown on me, <laughs> and I li- I listen <laughs> like back to it and I'm like, you know what? Because I, I really didn't like it. I thought it was only one of one of two uh, real duds on the album. The other one will be revealed later, um, <laughs> well, in my opinion. We can guess. Um, but um, and I thought, oh, no, I you know I don't like this track. It kind of falls a little bit flat. Feels a little bit fillerish to me still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, I I you know been listening to it the past week and I'm like, uh, I can kind of get into it and the mm-hmm. and the production. So it's not it's not terrible. For no. me personally, I need to listen to it. 
as a standalone in comparison to the rest of the other album. Uh, in yeah, comparison I agree. To listening to the whole album because it, the whole album just overshadows it to me. Yeah, little bit of a, um, a stocking filler that one, I reckon. The track seven is "Live a Little." I love this, it. Sorry, Aiden, go ahead. Go ahead. This track was freaking robbed. This <laughs> yeah. like this yeah. era, like I'm so. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I can't. If if there's there's hardly any complaints I have about this era, but if there's one complaint I do have. It's that this track didn't get its time to shine live. I really wish he'd done it at least once or, you know, at least did it on one leg of the tour, you know. I I, I can't believe she let it. And it's probably, it's going to fall into that bracket of a track that is just an album track and she's never going to touch it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Unless she does an anti-tour when she's like 80 years old, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Christian, it wasn't sung on the tour either. What do you? No, this is one no. of your favourites though, isn't it? Yes. I mean, as soon as the chorus hits and the, back, the backing vocals come in, the rush it gives you, um, paired with those lyrics, I, I don't know how this was left off the set list. Even during the intimate shows, the early shows, it was never performed. It's like, it literally went unnoticed. I, 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 it's a missed opportunity. Oh, there's enough. outrage here yeah. at the podcast. There's outrage. What happened to Live a Little? Yeah. The intro of the, I yes. love the kind of, the, the, the um, distortion of the guitar. I really like that. And, um, and, and the chorus as well. Obviously, when you have that drop and it just goes into it is really, yes. really yes. good. The, the second chorus is missed opportunity. Oh, yes. And this uh, is one of those tracks that's really infused with that country flavour. Yep, it's definitely one of those fan favourites. Hey, guess what I found mm-hmm. out about track eight today? Shelby 68. I found out something that I didn't know. I'd be interested to know if this is common knowledge or not. The, the car sounds that are a big part of this, which, by the way, were criticised by at least two reviewers that I saw who thought that was a little bit cheesy, mm-hmm. putting the car sound in. I thought it's genius, but there you go. That's just yeah. me. Uh, apparently, Brendan Minogue, who's Kylie's and Danny's sister, um, he recorded those uh, with, a, yeah. with a proper yeah. recording device from the dad's car, who's Ron, um, yeah. from, from the actual car. I never knew that. Yeah. I, I was actually just that thinking well. about that actually. Yeah, I'm, I've got this really vivid picture of of him in the garage now with a with an old fashioned <laughs> yeah. Walkman, like this going. Oh God, I can't believe Kylie's getting me to record Dad's engine. What the hell is she on about? What's she doing? Why does she need this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm 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 just trying to think how he did it. Like how close was I know he <laughs> holding right. the recorder yeah. to the car. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he was a camera. I don't know if he still is. He was a cameraman with Channel Nine here in Australia, so he probably does know a little bit about audio visual. The curiosity I've got is like, how did that come about? Like, does Kylie ring Brendan and go, you know what? I don't want to tell you what it's for, Brendan, but um, I just need <laughs> you to go and record Dad's car. It's a surprise. I want. I've got a surprise for. Oh, Kylie, what are you? What's this for? You're always making me do stuff like this. <laughs> it's like it's like a bad storyline from Neighbours Days, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just totally picturing that now. It's like you'll find out what it's for later. It's a <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'm wondering if Danny's like going. Why didn't she call me? Why didn't she? <laughs> why didn't she get me to do it? I know how to use a recorder. <laughs> 
So immature. So immature. What do we make of this song, though? I don't particularly like this song, even though I love the fact that she wrote a song with her dad in mind and stuff. And 68 is obviously a reference to her year of birth. I contrast to the reviewers who think it's cheesy. I like the car sounds. I think it fits really well. The song isn't actually about her dad. It's kind of, you know, meeting someone and being kind of, you know, one of those songs being swept away. So it's kind of like, pardon the pun, but the vehicle, you know, to, you know, move the song along (laughs) and kind of the theme. So I, I get that she had that in mind. Yeah. But... The song isn't actually about her dad no. or the car. Maybe I'm reading too much into the lyrics, but I, I can feel her pain when she thinks for some reason. Wow. Um, uh, it's very intimate to me. Um, I love it. Everything about it. I don't think there's any fault in it at all. And um, I'm very happy that I have a song like this for me to listen to. Oh, I love how I think you're such it, a fan of the whole yeah. album, aren't you, my friend? You just love it. This this really meant a lot to you, this album. And Kylie would love to hear that because, you know, especially she invested so much of herself in this. So it's so good to hear that it did resonate with yeah. people. I mean, track number nine, Radio On, that resonated with me. Oh, it's Saturday night or Sunday starting. For me, what stands out above even the track is the production. I'm a bit of an audio fiend, like I'm not Mm -hmm. particularly good at it or skilled at it, but I've got a very acute ear. And when I first listened to this, it was like, this is, her vocals are so much more rich uh, than anywhere else. And plus it's so more, by the way, if you want to listen to Radio On in the car, it's like she's in the car with you. I don't know how they did it. This is a song that definitely, probably um, the top one that resonated with me at the time it was out and going through the difficulties I was having with my professional life at the time. Yeah. Um, it, it became, it literally became my morning song and I would be on the bus going to work oh, nice. and I would be in the mindset. I'm like, I really do not want to go to work. And I was just at a point where I was like, I want to avoid this place at all costs, mm-hmm. but I got to go. Wow. Um, and I would put it on and I would just, you know kind of calm myself down in the morning and get myself ready for the day and radio one was the song it it literally the meaning of the song became what the song meant for me i've got to say i'm sorry to steer off radio one for a minute but i'm just getting goosebumps here listening to you both because this is the first podcast i've ever done where as a theme, and over and over, repeated, 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 we're all talking about what songs that Kylie wrote meant to us in our personal lives. Yeah. This isn't yeah. a throwaway album, is it? Just this discussion is proving it to me. Like, I read it, I heard it, I saw on forums that, it, you know, songs were resonating. She said it in interviews. But until I've had this discussion, my God, this album got us all, all three of us so far, through some hard times. Yeah. If I can share a personal story Please about do. how this song kind of resonated with me. Um, well, I think, you know, when you go through heartbreak, I think for the first few weeks or the initial stages, everything just feels numb and you don't know, you don't know what you are. Sure. I remember, uh, being on a plane to Sydney and, um, every, it was, it was nighttime, so everyone was sleeping and I was hot and this song came on, um, and I just broke down and everything just uh, unleashed and I could feel again. Wow. Especially when she says the lyrics, um, 
there in the moment. I'm strong. Yes, that last just told, bit. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, yeah. I just told myself, like, you know, it's okay if tomorrow you're not okay. But right now, just get through whatever you need to get through. Yes. Um, this song still holds a very special place in my heart. Um, I, like I said, the whole album um, is just so powerful, you know. So yeah. I, this song is no exception to it. And besides everything else, Radio On is just a beautifully written song as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautifully yeah. crafted, so s- simple, you know, in its execution too. And I think it's actually, it comes at a point, it's obviously track uh, nine, I think, and it, it mm-hmm. that's exactly the point where you need that. So even when we talk about Golden as, you know, a, as a whole package, there was so much thought mm-hmm. into everything. Like, apparently there was a lot yeah. of... Uh, different versions of the mixes of these songs, and I know that's fairly common, but so much cohesion in this album, and then even the placement of the tracks. That's why I will say to everyone listening, please listen to Golden as a whole album, not just as individual tracks, because it actually is a journey. What about track 10, Love? Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't live up to the rest of the album. Um, and I think it, it, you know, it's just kind of, you know, towards the end of of the standard release anyway, uh, to kind of pad it up and yeah, it's, it's cute. Like listening to it, it's got a few cute lyrics, um, but it doesn't really do anything for me. I know Mikey who participates in lots of podcasts. Uh, he's from Sydney. Mikey loved this song. He said it was the pick of the album. I have to say it's for me, I'll I'll just summarize mine by going, meh. (laughs) That's my impression. I'm not a big fan of love at all. What about you, Christian? I like it. I like it. Um, I like how the production is very... Um, it, it holds a lot of contrast to the lyrics because I think that she's she's been, she's been so honest here. She's so honest and she's so descriptive here. Mm. And to me personally, she's um, one of the most personal songs she's ever written in my eye. It's very cute. It's very girly. Um, I love it. People listening, you have to leave your comments because we're a little bit split here about love. Yeah. What do you do? Do you love it? Do you love love or do you hate love? <laughs> or are you indifferent to love? <laughs> and I'm talking about the track, not love in general. Like yeah. Raining Glitter, a promotional single here. Raining Glitter was dropped. And I lo- this is part of that promotion that I'm talking about that was executed so well. Finally, not, you know, four weeks for it to be downloadable and all that sort of crap that went on with some previous albums. She did the, you know, the standard thing these days, which is to drop a surprise one. Bang, it went on to Spotify, YouTube, all at once. It was just beautiful. I loved it. It was like an event. I love this track. Um, there, were a lot of, there was a lot of buzz about this track before it was released because she performed it during the intimate shows. And I saw a lot of yes. people raving about it yes. on Twitter. You're right. Um, it's very reminiscent to early work. Um, I love it. I think it's incredible. I love I'm so the happy. Lyric. No got more standing in moment the, in the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I wish it was. A, I wish it. I wish the the song got its own. I mean, I wish she sang the whole thing, but um, at least you know she I gave know. us. I know. We're a little bit ripped off yeah. with that, weren't we? Yeah, a little, just a tiny bit of it. Yeah, that's right. But when those yeah. first chords came on, I, I don't know if this was oh, at every okay. show at Sydney show. 
uh, you could tell all the super fans because it was like, yes, like a really big <laughs> eruption for the first few chords of it because it's a beautiful first few chords. Like it really is. Yeah. Uh, Aiden, I'm, I'm going to guess that you're a Raining Glitter fan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How could I not be? <laughs> um, going off the, in terms of the, um, on the tour, I was really surprised that it didn't get its own slot. Yeah. Um, as well, because she said she said before the tour, she gave two spoilers. She said, "Absolutely, Lost Without You" and "Raining Glitter" are on the set list. As the tour morphed and they planned it out, and they decided, "Hey, we should," you know, she probably got the idea. You know what? Why don't we throw in New York City and do a medley? Or if someone had the idea, so I theorized that when they were planning everything out, it was originally supposed to have its own slot and then the that idea probably popped up but that just that's just my thought maybe anyway. maybe yeah in, in terms of the song it's yeah it's proof that you can mix disco with a little bit of country yes <laughs> yeah. exactly it didn't feel like, out of place at all no, no it didn't not, strangely not did at it? All. yeah i'd love the really it's it it's, has a really really hard disco production that's yeah. like but yeah. this is like this is disco like yeah. this is proper <laughs> and a little bit production. of a nod to time bomb thank you whoop i like that as well the little the little whoops yeah yeah make the song, the <laughs> that's nice and i love it. quirks that she has yes exactly she likes a good whoop she really does um, <laughs> we go to the the final track of the album at least for standard edition music's too sad without you now i don't know if i'm right or wrong about this but apparently this was recorded quite well back for a film and i don't know if they ever actually made it into the film i don't know but but i have noticed and i could be wrong about this too that this one seems to divide fans a bit not everyone for me it's just a no-brainer it's a beautiful song it's wonderful it's almost like mm -hmm. the cousin to radio one to me when you played me that song gave every word um it took a while to grow on me i appreciate it now a lot but um initially i found it a bit too similar to something lana del rey might put out ah uh so yeah especially during the ending of the chorus so it didn't really grab me at that at that point, especially coming off Raining Glitter. Mm. Um, but right now, looking back, listening to the project again, it's beautiful. The video is executed immaculately, in my opinion. Um, perfect closure to the standard edition. I don't know. Jack Savaretti uh, seems so mm. uncomfortable on stage to me. That always makes me feel a bit awkward watching him because it's like watching this mm -hmm. such a natural lover of being on stage and then uh, and again maybe i'm completely wrong but just as an observer he looks so uncomfortably nervous when he performs this song he warmed up because they performed it quite a few times live yeah aiden yeah. What, do you, what do you make of this track i i have to admit it's not my favorite mm -hmm. however that doesn't take away the fact that it's a it's a beautiful song yeah mm. um and actually um an interview came out the other day with Jack Savaretti, I don't know if you guys saw it, um, where he says um, Kylie and his uh, recording session mm -hmm. was originally supposed to be for a cover of yes. the um, Rivers of yes. Babylon. Yes. Oh, I wanted it so badly when I read that. I thought, why? Why didn't you do that too? Oh, that would have been and cool. But they weren't brave enough or something. 
the fact that they went in and then he had obviously already written part of the song and the music um and then i guess they they finished it off together so i i have a feeling it must have been like the first track that was written for the album the video clip um i heard christian say you know it was well executed i thought it was a bit bland personally i loved the way she looked in it um but i just thought it sort of didn't go anywhere but yeah i thought still i'm really really proud that that's on the album then we go to our deluxe version um tracks so we'll just go through these probably a little bit quicker than than the other ones lost without you this am am i wrong that this sounds a bit like one of those garibay if that's the way you pronounce it those ep types of tracks that she was doing before and she loves that style i don't um you know black or black and white and um, all those other ones that she recorded for the EP, Chasing Ghosts, I think it was. This reminds mm-hmm. me of out of that sort of same barrel of songs. Not, I'm not suggesting that was written at the same time, but she just loves that sort of style. It's a bit avant-garde almost. Um, but then yeah. when I saw it perform live, probably because of the passion she sings it with, um, I, I developed a new appreciation for it. But I'm still mm-hmm. not totally taken with this song. My favourite track on the album. Wow! Sorry. <laughs> My favorite track on the album. It's so beautiful, so euphoric. Um, like I, you can feel what she's singing from start to finish. Everything was immaculate from the first time I heard it, and, and today, yeah, I still get goosebumps every time I hear it. It's so beautiful. I'm so happy she performed it, and so I'm so happy it got its own moment. Uh, really beautiful. She I don't, ha- I don't know what else it. to say. Yeah, no, she, 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 she loves it too. You can tell it's probably mm-hmm. one of her favourites. Aiden, where yeah. do you stand with this one? I, I really like this one. This is one of my favourites on the album. And uh, listening to it, it, it's obviously one of her favourites too. I mean, she says that when the final mix came through, she cried when yes, she heard it. I saw so that. she obviously really is really, really proud of this song. And she says she fought to got it, get it on the album as well. Really? Um, mm. Which is... Um, interesting but i think this was really and now that you mentioned the garibay um tracks uh, i actually would agree with that um that it kind of leans more towards that kind of style than that and kylie fans are split on that some people love that and and she clearly does yes like you say leans towards the indie stuff i think she she really enjoys that but some fans are just like in it for the classic kylie and yeah the style as well and and having the spoken lyrics especially um was something really you know i i I can't even think of anything else that she's done like that in her career where she's had the spoken lyrics and that kind of style in her songs so it was something really different for her yeah and it's funny because you're right i don't think to that extent she's ever spoken lyrics quite as much i'm thinking of in in your in my arms and like there's a little bit of speaking she does that from time to time Mm -hmm. but you're right not probably not to this extent okay so there you go i'm out vote of their lost without you and i'm i already see the comments below this most people would say what's he talking about lost without you is the greatest song on the album yes i know i know i'm in the minority <laughs> Leave me alone. Every little part of me is track 14 on the deluxe version. Um, this, for me, is another... I, I, I'm not a huge fan of this song. Um, I don't hate it. There's not a single golden track that I hate. That, that I usually do mm-hmm. hate one or two songs on. <laughs> ones that I always skip, I suppose. There's nothing I skip on golden. So when I say I'm not particularly keen on it, I actually literally mean it. It doesn't mean I don't like it. But this is one of those for me. How about you guys? Every little part of me. I love how pop-heavy it is. This, this track was actually... One of my top five most listened to tracks of 2018 for some reason. <laughs> Someone's been looking uh, at their statistics <laughs> on Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I, I love it. Uh, it's very straightforward pop. Um, I think it deserves to be on the deluxe edition. Yep. Uh, but I'm happy it's there. I, I, I love it. It's very quick. It's very snappy, and and there is an emotional connection to it. So, it win. It, it wins for me. Yeah, I I completely agree. It deserves to be on the standard. It's um definitely leans more towards mainstream, like kind of what's more popular. Um, I, I could I could honestly hear it on the radio. It has more yeah. of that kind of pr- current production that's, you know, top four, uh, you know, for the lack of a better term, top 40 sounding. So kind bland of, yeah. and predictable is what you're basically saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do like it, um, though it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice track. It's nothing to write home about, but yeah, I, I don't hate a single track on this album either. And Aiden, what about Roland then? Number 15. Roland is, I um, I have to say, a little bit of a dancing rehash, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. in, in a way, um, except not as well done. So it's, it's, the, it's definitely my least played deluxe track. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, it has a nice production. It has, it leans back more, to, more towards the country um, side of things, but not, not my favorite either. Christian? This was the first track. I didn't feel anything at all. Uh, I don't want to use this word, but it felt like, it's like, like a throwaway. I agree. It's like dancing's less well-executed sister. I think it was a kind of like a B-side to the um, yeah. vinyl. Yeah, it's funny that right? it was the B-side. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't like it at all. I, I'm not saying I don't like it at all, but um, it's not my go-to in the album, and I kind of forget it's on the album sometimes, which is not something. So if we all agree that Roland yeah. is a bit uh, forgettable, what yeah, about forgettable, Low Blow? Yeah. Because for me, I think I said this on a chat forum somewhere, that Low Blow to me is what... Sorry, I'll start that again. <laughs> Low blow for me is what I feel for you is to body language. It's the eccentric weirdo <laughs> song, yeah. which is just <laughs> fun though. It, it to me, it really for some reason I always think I feel for you and Low Blow go together. I, I, and it was surprising because I wrote it thinking, God, that sounds weird, but quite a few people went, Yeah, I see what you mean because it's the quirky song, isn't it? it? It this is it's one of this is one of my favorites on the album as well, and I freaking love "I Feel for You." It's been one of my favorite body language tracks since I first heard body language. It's it is so absolutely in the same vein as you know it you know you have the cute Kylie of the dance Kylie of the indie Kylie and then you just have the weirdo Kylie <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those weirdo moments that is I it, it's another track I think as well where that really plays up the country kind of thing you know swinging your lasso at my rodeo oh yes now yeah. and not to mention I mean that particular line as well I think is you know leaves it open to a whole bunch of sexual innu- innuendo as well <laughs> So, it's what just, in terms of swinging just, your lasso at my at my rodeo. It's like you can interpret that in. I think you've just got it, a dirty mind. She's just swinging the lasso. Yeah, <laughs> that's all she's doing. Maybe you know. 
<laughs> actually, you know, that is actually not my original thought. That someone <laughs> said that. <laughs> I'm just repeating it. I agree. It's very interesting. It's very fun. I do wish it wasn't the closing track. I wish she picked something more in line with the theme of the whole album. But um, it's very quirky. It's very fun. It's very different. And the album needed that. So uh, I love it. Yeah. It's- now, we've yeah. done the track by track. We're coming to an end. But before we go, we need to talk. Aiden is a bit of a chart fiend. We need to point out yeah. that this this actually went the uh, first album since Fever that held the number one spot in Australia and the UK at the same time. Yeah. I mean, what other statistics are there here? I mean, Golden was, let's be honest, because as Kylie fans, we don't want to embellish. We don't want to overstate. I would actually, I'll, I'll just be the reasonable one here, if that's all right. Golden even though it had some amazing peaks, it only performed moderately. Am I right? Or am I going to be argued with there? Like, this was not a a smash hit. I think it was more of a hit in terms of credibility for Kylie, um, maturity for Kylie. I mean, in terms of marketing, I think it's been great this era. She's -hmm. she's done well to kind of reach out to other places, you know, done a little bit in North America, done a little bit in Europe. Um, But she kind of, focuses a lot on the UK and um, it it makes sense because she's really successful there and I think the album there I mean in terms of sales it's blown Kiss Me Once out of the water Um, it sold a lot more than Kiss Me Once there but I'm inclined to agree globally you know it doesn't she doesn't repeat the same success that she usually has in her biggest markets which is you know, usually the UK, Australia, and by extension, um, some European countries as well. Um, I think uh, in over here in North America, it did really well um, for her standard um, anyway. Because, you know, you can't, you know, we're always wanting to compare, you know, this person to the other person and how they sold and everything. For her standards and and her status that she has over here, it did well. So did it and have did it have it, the cut through in the states that she hoped? Because she 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 did put effort into it this time. She went over there. She you know not after the fact. She was in the middle of the campaign. She made sure she was in the states at some point, um, which must have been a treat for her fans over there. Did it actually have the cut through over there? Did it chart, for example? Yes, it got to so on the US Billboard 200 which is so a 200 position chart it peaked at number 64 wow that's which pretty good right isn't bad mm-hmm. um for for her um i mean it, it charted lower than kiss me once it charted lower than kiss me once uh, here as well um but in terms of like looking uh, i i was talking with um some other f- fans before and we we thought that it wasn't um even gonna break through on the chart at all um we thought you know because of you know that whole streaming thing as well and how that influences everything we thought uh, now but it's don't underestimate her like you know (laughs) i feel like people underestimate her all the time even her own fans you know oh yeah um the people, the person I was talking to as well, because it's like, well, you know, she did it. She has a really core, loyal fan base over here that it, it will buy the albums if she if, if she ever freaking comes back. Um, 
they will go and you know she has such a i guess i don't want to say you know she's above cult following i think but Mm -hmm. it's you don't yeah definitely don't underestimate her very loyal fans a loyal base that's right and 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 christian what what did you make of the like the project that was golden as a whole um i mean i agree it didn't i mean it didn't do mind-blowing sales but what i do agree with as well is i think what this album did is strengthen her credibility Mm. um it's a really solid project if you compare to kiss me once where you didn't know where she was going and it it looked like it was going downhill after that album personally for me yeah but um this one i think cementa and because of this it kind of reminds me of uh i'm sorry if i'm bringing another artist but carly ray jepson when she released emotion didn't do mind-blowing sales but what it did was bring a lot of credibility in the pop world yeah um so i think the next album because of how uh, how much the fans love this album the next album will be a lot bigger in my perspective it's easy to forget i think because we're wrapping up the golden era that this was a big gamble a big gamble for kylie yeah it was huge actually because especially after kiss me once she might have been better like a a strategist might have said you know what go back to what you do make good dance music but no she didn't although by the way the the first draft of golden was going to be exactly that really (laughs) pop songs but then once she got to nashville it all started to make sense all of that sort of stuff as we know but, you know, now that she's taken the gamble and it's paid off, reputation, credibility, all of that, she's walked away glowing, golden. <laughs> what next, though? What do you do after an album like Golden? Surely we can at least rule out mm-hmm. repeating. No more country, right? Uh, not that it's, it's quite strange because we've just sat here with a glowing review of this album. But for me yeah, personally, yeah. if she said she was going to do country influence again, I would cry. Which is yeah. quite strange. I don't know why. It makes no sense. So I've got. I'm putting it right out there. It's not a rational thing to say, but I don't want her to do, to repeat this again. I've heard that. Thank you very much. And as I said at the top of this podcast, I'd like to to see her go and do finally the the killer disco album that I know is in this woman because she hasn't. Yeah. Uh, people often tell me, "No, Light Years. That was it." No, I'm talking no. even more disco than Light Years. What do you both think she needs to do? after golden now that this year is wrapped up if if this era had been of a similar standard or god forbid lower than kiss me once she i would be in trouble she could have been over it like it could have been it for her she would have had to at the minimum she would have had to take quite a few years out she would have just had to retreat yeah truly she wouldn't have survived another flop going i i don't think she's going to repeat the country influence again because if you look like if you look back to say you know an album like impossible princess like an album like body language she did that you know genre you know mm -hmm. you had the indie kylie for one album you had urban r&b uh kylie for one album now you have country kylie for one album and she is you know really good at making the genre work for what she's going for at the time i think but then, you know, she, you know, pulls back and reassesses and thinks what's next. And I think country worked or the country influence worked for her this time because of what she was going for. And she wanted that 
personal kind of storytelling album. Mm-hmm. I think where we're going next with a with an, a new studio album, hopefully sooner than later. I would love one by next year. I think she's going to go. She's already mentioned that she she's thinking about it and what she wants to do next. I think she's going to go back to the pop, the pure pop roots and the disco and um, doing all that. But I don't. I don't think she's ever going to lose that um, level of artistry that she has now. Um, I hope in not. We want her to write, right? We want her to write, no matter what. The, yeah. What the style is, yeah. we want her to write more. I and and, and, and I really, I I really hope that she will write most, if if not all. You know, I don't expect yeah. her to write all the songs because I think she's an expert at taking songs and, and making them work for her. Yep. Yep. Um, so I don't expect her to always write everything, but I would like to see a good chunk of future albums um, written and developed by her, absolutely. And Christian, there's it's not even a rumour. The stock aider, uh, Pete Waterman, I think it is, has confirmed that they've got an album ready for Kylie to do if she wants. You know, a real <laughs> yeah. PWL retro album. He said he's got mm-hmm. the, it's actually there, ready. If she wants to walk in the mm-hmm. studio, she could do it. Should she be doing something like that, maybe? Maybe not exactly that, but I do agree with you. I want a big disco throwback album. I want it to feel fun. I want it to feel loud. I'm thinking and Bruno I want Mars it, Treasure. And I want us gays to thrive of that album. <laughs> uh, I, I, she needs to do that. She needs to show people what we see in her. She needs yes. to show the mainstream that. And um, she has it in her. And uh, I want it to be big. I want it to be bold. I want it to be extravagant in sound. Uh, I'm happy she did this. I'm happy she did Golden. But it's time to go back to uh, those big pop hooks. Yes. Uh, Christian, I couldn't have said that better myself because that's exactly my sentiments. Uh, For me, it's like um, Bruno Mars's um, 24 Carat album really even the production of it they've they've used yeah. really beautiful 90s set that i'm not suggesting or even a 90s album actually for kylie or i'm more suggesting the 70s and i want the production to be vinyl in like yeah. madonna did erotica and literally they didn't really yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't layer over the demos uh-huh. very much they kept it in that raw demo i think she could do 70s disco like but i'm talking original tracks not covers i want uh, something like that um so look i think we're all really champ champing at the bit for the next era and dying to see what it is because there's just a hunch from all kylie fans that she's about to come back with something pretty big that's my hunch i don't know why i just get the feeling the next one she sort of this was sort of like putting the golf ball on the tee golden and she's done it and it's sitting there beautifully she's perched it perfectly now take the swing kylie take the swing do it well that's what we want to see next leave your comments people listening we want to know what what do you want to see from kylie next what what's the next era what does it need to be what sort of videos should it have what sort of concert tours should it have should it be stripped back scaled back again or are you a bit like uh, us here you want the extravagant kylie a little bit back even though we appreciate gold who knows? We'd love to hear from you. Listen, Christian and Aiden, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for, for joining in on the Golden Retro Review tonight. It's been fantastic reliving the whole experience. It was, it's been great. It's been wonderful to live through a fantastic Golden Era for, because yeah. technically 
we haven't had a really fun era for a long time because Kiss Me Once, I'd rather sort of forget, and I think Kylie does it. By the way, the proof <laughs> that she wants to forget it, I'm going to let you get a word in, I promise, is that she didn't perform any Kiss Me Once songs <laughs> on the Golden Tour. Not a one. Yeah. Not a one. Exactly. <laughs> so, Gareth and, uh, sorry, Aiden and Christian, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks, Tim. It's been incredible. You're welcome. This, this was great. This was so fun. Yeah. So fun. Oh, God, it's been a good era. Bring on the next one.